Hello and welcome to My Favorite Movie Is, a podcast celebrating our favorite movies through fresh, positive perspectives from passionate movie lovers. I'm your host and fellow movie lover, Larry Freed, and you are listening to The Bonus Round, a fun spin-off segment from our main show in which we ask our guests a series of fun, sometimes silly questions to gain even more insights into their all-time favorite movie and why they love it. Questions like, which movie would you pair it with to make a double feature? Or would you have taken a prop from this movie home with you? Or in the Monopoly edition of your movie, what are the six playable tokens? You know, the important stuff. Today's guest is illustrator and medical professional, Sinari Autumn, and her film of choice is Hereditary, the modern horror masterwork from director Ari Aster. Now, if you haven't yet listened to our initial conversation on Hereditary, in which Sinari shares her incredibly powerful story that deeply connects her to Hereditary and will give you brand new insights into just how effective the film is, uh, you should listen to that first. It's available on the show page on whatever podcast app you're listening on right now, or it's on our website at mfmipodcast.com slash hereditary. But for those of you who did your homework, you'll know that my conversation with Sinari was uh, pretty heavy. So I hope you'll enjoy a much lighter back and forth, maybe with a few jokes thrown in there for good measure, on this week's installment of the My Favorite Movie Is bonus round. Give me your raw answers. You have not seen a list of these questions, I don't think. So this should no, be no, interesting. No. <laughs> um, first question. Yeah. If you could take one prop home from this movie, which would it be? The head. You want the head? <laughs> You want the head? Uh, huh. You want the head? Why? Because that shit's cool. Well, it's actually which head? Because there's, I think, two. There's the side of the road, and then there's the head on payment at the end. That's still Charlie's head. Yeah, but it's not the exact same head. Yeah, They probably just... made two different versions of the head in terms of props. Oh, it's the same head? It's the exact same head? Then how do they do the flies on it? Is that all digital? Yeah, that's digital. I'll take the head. I'll de- Like, I wanted the fucking head puzzle a24 was selling and i missed out on the drop so yeah i would really enjoy that you should have aimed for the head you should all Um, right what is your favorite sonic moment in the film so either a piece of score or a moment of sound design when they're in the attic and the son is crying and he stops and all you hear is Oh, and yeah, then you look the, up and it's Tony Collette liar. with her eyes bulging almost and she's just like and it's like there's no music just love that love that oof the sound is the sound design is incredible. It's disturbing, but I love it. Absolutely. If you were able to get one frame of this film printed, framed, and hung up in your home, which would it be? The scene where the dad catches on fire. Ah, uh, yeah, that's, that's when, when the a demon takes over. Demon possesses yeah. her, right? Yeah. That is such a crazy scene. Love it. Love a lot of visuals that I really appreciate in this movie. Yeah. Visually very beautiful film also by the way. It's a very it's one of the very few films that like in a certain way like kind of looks ugly. Yeah. But is like really 
yeah. really well crafted in terms yeah. of like the coloring and like everything. And it's not like it's without contrast. Some yeah. people are like, oh, it's low contrast. I'm like, no, there are some oh, moments that have really, yeah. really high contrast. Like I always, one of my favorite shots in the film is is the first shot of Peter after he's decapitated yeah. Charlie. And it's just him looking out like that. With the blinking lights. Yeah. And it's like, it's got so much contrast, but like every detail on the hair yeah. is there. And then he's like, just, it's like you drive back yeah. and it's really, really well done. Yeah. The colors. Yeah. And like. Do the second act, all of the images in the third act. Oh, are, I love when, when when Peter stellar. gets possessed and he's like, Oh, in class. yeah, yeah. That's another the, good scene. Yeah. And he's like, he looks in the, his reflection, his reflection is just smiling at him. Yes. The scene uh, where Tony Collette's body is slowly floating up to the treehouse with no oh head. Oh, my so many God. Good, so many good visuals. Dude, when she silently flies, when there's that shot that I will never get out of my brain where it's Peter and you see Tony Collette in the yeah. corner. It's like iconic shot. Yeah. And then the very next shot when he looks over, she, she silently, silently floats. floats. Yeah. It looks like she's floating, but she's also kind of climbing the walls. Yeah. Incredible, incredible yeah. moment. Do you own any memorabilia based on the film? Yes. I actually have like a pin of Tony Collette's head on my oh, jean yeah. jacket. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, the A24s yeah. sold that, right? Yeah. My best friend Lewis got it for me. We actually have matching pins. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So it's like Tony Collette's screaming face. And it's on my jacket. It's the, it's the face where when she sees the flies on Peter's head, right? Yeah. That's the basis for And it. she's like screaming. Yeah. Iconic, iconic moment. Is there a book, article, or other published piece that you think would make for a really good piece of like further reading? So like you just watched Hereditary and you're looking to read up on it a little bit. What would you recommend first? I don't remember the article the exact name of the article that I emailed you, but the article where it talks about finding joy almost in familiar grief mm-hmm. and the way... That's the Deptford Cinema re- mm-hmm. uh, analysis, right? Yeah. And it talks about how it's okay to lean into that aspect mm-hmm. and how these films can be like a stepping stone. And how you manage your own emotions. That was a really interesting analysis of the film. It also that analysis is really interesting. We'll definitely link it in the in the show notes. Oh yeah, I think it's like a great. It's interesting because yeah. it also goes into sort of the gender yeah, element yeah. of the film, which I don't think a lot of people talk yeah, about. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about that, but and that's why I brought up the point. Like both female leads, their feelings yeah. are never validated. Yeah, but not even with Tony Collette, but also with Charlie. Yeah, and Charlie. like Charlie being the choice initially to be yeah. the the be the surrogate body for pain. Yeah, she never had like autonomy. Yeah, it's really, really, uh, really great piece, and it talks a lot about Tony Collette's character almost enjoying. Yeah. Being like living in her trauma. Yeah. Which is why she never wants to leave out of it. Yeah. Right. Very fascinating uh, analysis. We'll definitely link that in the show notes. Um, If you could have been a fly on the wall for one day of the production process, whether it's pre production or post, which would it have been? I would have loved to have seen the way Tony fully embodied a grieving mother in that bedroom. I would have loved to have seen how she came like got into the headspace for that and it also came out of it because when she talks about the film she's like i had a blast that's how they always that's what they always talk about with these horror yeah. films are like we had so much fun it but, was but, so but with, great but with her she was like there was no issue yeah apparently alex wolf and Astor got super tight yeah like yo you traumatized me oh oh also um just a tidbit before i forget if any of y'all can find it, please let us know because I would love to read it. But there's floating around in the in the nether 
there's an alternative ending to the movie Ooh. where they did like a test screen where Peter actually gouges out his own eyes. And that's why there's like a scene in the film where Peter's eyes are crossed out. Yeah, that's those are the illustrations that that uh, Charlie, Charlie draws of yeah. his eyes being crossed out. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I was when I watched it for the second time before this recording. I was like, "Oh, when are we gonna get the?" Yeah, like there's thing. actually a scene where he gouges out his eyes, and Ari was like, mm, "Maybe that's a little bit too much." And like the test audience was like, "Maybe." Yeah, please. <laughs> but I'm trying to find the like. Maybe they would have gotten a D cinema score then if they had included. I know that it would have got it would have gotten a fucking 99 <laughs> Rotten Tomato, but. <laughs> I would have. I would give anything to read the original script. If anyone can find it or like find, you know, a really shifty recording of that, please. I'm Pass craving it, it. I've been craving it. Pass it along. And if I can find it first, like I almost definitely tell Larry, and then he'll link it. But you know, the script. Got you. But yeah, because Sonari's kind of a ghost online, so yeah, I don't have. <laughs> if you're trying to send Sonari messages, you got to go through me. Yeah, you got to go through me. Like everything's on lockdown. There's nothing. I mean, you can send me a DM on my Instagram, but I'm gonna be honest. Your girl may respond like weeks later. Um, nice. Yeah. Just give me. Just set the expectations. Yeah, yeah. I'm just letting y'all know. Like, don't try to find me because you won't. Much like Aster, she's mums. Very. <laughs> in the Monopoly, in. In in hereditary monopoly, yeah. What are the six playable tokens that you can choose from to move around the board? Oh, okay. They can be, and again, they can be either people or items. Because in Monopoly, you can play as like a thimble. You know? Okay. Um, Charlie's head. Charlie's head. That's one. So immediate spoilers if you buy hereditary monopoly. Yeah, just Charlie's head. Charlie's head. Um, a candle. Oh, the the seance candle. Mm -hmm. A seance candle, uh, a peanut. Oh. A pencil, the like necklace. I guess the charm on the necklace that could be like a moving piece, like the, uh, the, the symbol. The symbol, yeah. Yeah. What is that? Five. That's five. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the other piece could be the treehouse. The treehouse. Yeah. I have a couple that I would do. I would do. Alex Wolf's like ban nose bandaged head with the crown on it. Oh, would you do the bird? I was about to say yeah. I would do the bird toy that yeah, she makes. The bird toy, yeah. That's a good one. I would also do like I would consider doing a Tony Collette head. Yeah. Like the eh, Yeah. The, head. Uh, yeah. And then I would also consider this one might be a bit harder to pull off, but like a, a version of the house, like a, the miniature model. Of the oh, house. no. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. They that, could I do think that. would be a. That yeah, that would be, be really cool. One. But the head definitely. Charlie's head. Absolutely. Oh, you want to know something funny? I just thought about this, too. We only see the dog once. Yeah. The dog is growling and stuff. Right. In that scene with uh, with Peter. Does Peter hear the growling? No. They pet the dog in the beginning. And there is one scene where like you hear the dog growling like the dog's like. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, other than that, I'm like, the do they really have a dog? Like, because my man seemed like he was the side character that just never got yeah. the, the visual cue. Absolutely. Maybe that was Ari's dog. If you had to have one quote from this movie engraved on your tombstone, what would it be? That's actually a little, uh, that's actually very, a very topical question for this Oof. film. Damn. Don't you ever yell at me, you little shit. I am your mother. <laughs> Funny enough, I would do like the next one where she goes, and then you just give me that fucking face yeah, on your face. Like, yeah, you give me that fucking face <laughs> on your face. And the dad looks 
comes down like, God damn. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Don't you swear at me, you little shit. Don't you ever raise your voice at me. I am your mother. Do you understand? All I do is worry and slave and defend you. And all I get back is that fucking face on your face. Yeah, I would do that. It's not a particularly... Well, There, besides for that scene, there really isn't that many quotes from the film, surprisingly, that I remember. But it does all feel so encapsulated, the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Um... With very, there is not, not that much dialogue in the film. No, frankly. actually, it's that's why I say like it's a very tense movie. Yeah, if you were curating a double feature, yeah, with Hereditary and another film, and you've brought up a couple of films during the main episode, but mm-hmm. which additional film would you choose, and in what order would they be programmed? Who? Mm. I think. Let me think about this. That's so interesting. I never thought of like Hereditary being paired up with another movie. And oh, and you can't pick Midsummer. I was about to say, I wasn't going to do that because everyone does that. Right. That's the obvious choice. Yeah, that's the obvious choice. Um, hmm. Oh, you know what? It's this movie um, about this uh, woman. She has like dementia or whatever, but like it's it's like disguised as like this demon tell. I think it's called Ruin or something like that. Are you talking about Relic? Relic. Yeah. Relic. That came out very recently too. Yeah, I would do Relic and Hereditary as a as a double feature mm. because and you they, would do Relic first and then Hereditary yeah. after. Very nice. I think Relic dives in more so in the spookiness um, until the end when that's when you sit back and you're like, ah, mm. the allegory, the allegory, the allegory. <laughs> yeah, and then where Hereditary leans more into like familiar relationship and then the spooky right those films are brought up pretty often together in the sort of canon of oh really fucked up family movies yeah well there's like you you mentioned a couple others yeah there's like the babadook and then haunting of hill house is also one that people talk about a lot in terms of like the family dynamics and oh yeah that's true i guess yeah Yeah. well also halloween like the first the the remake the Uh, first remake yeah yeah uh yeah halloween kills and didn't do it so much um another movie too that kind of deals with family trauma i guess you could say is um antlers we didn't talk yeah we it wasn't executed the greatest but i really implore you to look up the short story it's based off of did you read it uh, I did not get yeah. a chance. No, no, yet. that's okay. I'm still getting used to not calling it the Winnebago. Oh, the Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> the Windigo. The Winnebago. <laughs> so, like, I called it the Winnebago the first time, and uh, yeah, I got I got uh, accurately scolded for that because <laughs> that was hilarious. It was very funny. But oh um, yeah, uh, Antlers is also I feel like a pretty good film because it. Yeah, I, at, I liked it, it. I liked it too. It hints at some pretty fucked up things concerning the sister and her relationship with the dad, oh, and then like, yeah. and then the brother imploring that you know we don't know what happened with him because we don't so it's like mm-hmm. well did he turn his attention on him so yeah there's a lot of things you can build on with antlers that i really appreciate it in the scenery autumn personal film festival yeah alongside hereditary if you want to include it yeah what four films are a part of the day-long scenery autumn film festival it could be any four films you want okay 28 days later no children of men. You mean no ch- children? You mean children of men. Ch- children of men. Sorry. Yeah, you got. I it. was getting. You got it. I was getting too. <laughs> no country. You got no country for old men. Yeah. 
children for old men. No children for old men. <laughs> no men don't deserve children. <laughs> Fuck your family homes. You guys don't deserve kids. Um, 28 days later, children of men. Damn, I have to think about this. The thing. An alien, I guess you could say. That's a wild quadrilogy of films. Though. I know. That would be such a fun day. Don't let me throw in how the Grinch stole Christmas <laughs> if I could really keep it going. And I think what's fascinating is like, again, you talk about Hereditary. This was part of the main episode, but you talked about in Hereditary how like it's not really your favorite film by choice. Yeah. So if you got, if you chose to curate it, like you wouldn't put it in there because no. it's just too yeah, personal. It's too personal. Funny enough, when Larry first, you know, inquired me to do this podcast originally i was going to do 28 days later and mm. then i was like mm, maybe i'll do the thing because I, t- I talk about the thing a lot but then i was like you know watching his podcast and listening to it i was like you know it's so easy to pick the old school you know like let's talk, let's talk about new films because i feel like whenever we talk about film you know just outside of us I, we talk about more recent things but Everyone always just focuses on the past and it's like, it's okay to celebrate what's coming out now. Like, I still want to see that movie with the phone, the black phone. Oh, the black yeah, phone. yeah, the, the black phone. Yeah, that's what it's called. Is that, what, is that what it's called, the black phone? Something like that. When does it come out? Did it not already? This month? Yeah, because it got, didn't it get delayed? It has, um. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke plays the that's guy why in the mask. I, That's why I was really Yeah, no, that looked really interesting. I feel like the trailer probably gave away too much, but it, it did look like it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it did. How many times have you seen this film? Hereditary. Deadass? You want me to expose myself? For real. 15. You're for real? Really? Being serious. When was the last time you watched this movie with another person? A couple, yeah, like a week ago. I watched it. I watched it with my aunt. She watched it for the first time. I watched it for the. And what was that experience like? It was just interesting. My aunt, her taste in horror film, she likes seeing people get fucked up. Okay, and she also perfect. She also likes, you know, she's like, give me the scare, give me the spooky. I want to get scared. She's so funny. She's like, she'll watch these horror films and it'd be like, I can't sleep with the light off. <laughs> dude i cannot watch this movie with the lights off i was text i was texting scenario while i was watching it the the night before this recording session and dude i got 15 minutes into the movie yeah he was 15 he minutes was like yeah not nah. yeah, <laughs> and nah, i'm thinking I was, to myself like is it really that bad so then when i watched it this morning i was like ah no yeah because because i just the reason this movie gets me so much is because it's so i hate the sense of unease in yeah, movies. Yeah, like unease and tension is just, yeah. it it ruins me because that like, that fear is like something I really thrive on in terms yeah. of the movie going experience. And like, that's what this movie is yeah. from the jump. Yeah. So like, it just, I can't watch it with the lights off because yeah. I'm afraid that Tony Collette, that demon Tony Collette's going to jump at me. fucking bites your face And on. there was even a point like 30 minutes in where I told Stephen, it was not even the car crash hadn't even happened yet or the accident. I was like, can't wear it with headphones. Can't do it. I had to like take my headphones off, like watch it with my shitty computer speakers because I was like, it's too real. Yeah. It's too real. Yeah. It's like, it's disturbing. And you know what's funny? I don't like jump scares, which is why I don't typically watch a lot Me neither. I don't really of like them main Mainstream screen horror. horror because I fucking hate jump scares. Like I just now could play, I'm going to expose myself. Don't call me a furry. I just now started playing Five Nights at Freddy. I could never play that game like past me because well, that's I jump scare the game. Yeah. Like yeah. who the fuck thrives? Y'all just like that shit. But also I don't like riding roller coasters because I don't like that feeling of my heart racing. Well, that's just constant. That's like jump scare for like yeah, a, a minute and a half. Yeah. Like, so that's why I don't like jump scares. But recently I started to appreciate them because I think they're kind of funny now. Mm-hmm. 
like before i think it's just like the shock of like oh my fucking god yeah but now you're like okay and you know what jump scares aren't necessarily bad it's when you have a jump scare and it's like boom, boom, and you're like yeah, what the fuck yeah, like yeah. it's like loud like if you're gonna scare me scare me don't be loud with it okay? yeah if you want to hear us talk about good jump scares you can listen to the texas chainsaw massacre uh, episode which has yeah no the original like that and like they're barely even jump scares but yeah. like i guess by technical you're, i mean hereditary like, hereditary is one of the best jump scares when tony collette comes out from the wall yeah and you're like brilliant oh, my the, fucking music, God. the music yeah. cue yeah. brilliant 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 yeah what character from this film would you most like to get dinner with and why the dad what's it like having your wife being psychotic <laughs> <laughs> and knowing and knowing she tried to kill not one but two of your children and being a therapist and not being able to help her yeah for real like being a therapist not being able to help her and then also like did you know like your wife's mom was fucked up did you sense some weirdness or were you just like hey my fucking problem well i think that he was the reason behind them not talking the, i think he the, had to like yeah he had to like yeah. maintain that no contact rule yeah so he definitely he definitely saw something was up yeah last question is there somebody that you'd like to share this film with that you haven't yet no not one. <laughs> I shared it with everyone I loved. I love that. Plug where people can find you. Okay, so you can find me on Synasium, um, on Instagram. Can you spell that for the good people? Yes, it's spelled S-E-N-A. Great. Love that. <laughs> Wait. I-I-S-M, right? Yeah. Okay, there you go. S-E-N-A-I-I-S-M there on Instagram. On Instagram. Her art is fantastic. Her illustration is amazing. Follow her. Sonari, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, thanks for, for talking about Hereditary. Thanks for having me, dude. I love your podcast. I Thank really do. Man. My aunt is like vibrating at home to watch this episode. It's going to be a good one. She, you know, I'm just, I'm just honestly happy that she wanted to hear me talk about Hereditary. You had so much good, you had so many good things to say. Uh, you know, I'm not the most articulate guy, but you did it. I was like, you know, for Larry, I'm going to put my big girl hat on. <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it was for me not to curse and just not be like, you, okay, but you did curse a I lot. I did curse, but like compared to like how I am normally. Yeah, no. Like definitely. my jokes, I toned down because I was like professional. You definitely, you definitely toned it down. So um, thanks for having me. Pleasure to have you. You know, this bonus round brings up just one of the many great parts about separating this segment into its own segment on the feed, because we can do all of the difficult conversation or intellectual conversation in our actual episode, and then kick back and have some fun and crack some jokes during the bonus round every other week. Uh, it's really fun, and it brings basically two different kinds of shows on one feed for you, the listener. So uh, I really hope that you enjoyed this week's bonus round, and I hope you guys had a lot of fun hearing from Sonari. Uh, as you can see, or hear rather, uh, she's incredibly hilarious and a one-of-a-kind human being. She is one of my dearest friends, and uh, I'm so glad that I could have her on my show. But now I ask you, what movie would you pair with Hereditary to make a double feature? Is there a newer horror masterwork that should be celebrated amidst the classics? And um, is 15 times too many times to have seen Hereditary for one lifetime? Spoiler alert, the answer is yes. But let me know your thoughts anyway in the free My Favorite Movie Is 
Discord community. We've been talking about Hereditary all throughout this past week in anticipation of this episode, and people have been sharing the movies that personally terrify them, and uh, the answers have been really interesting. Some horror films, some not horror films. And that's what's so great about our community. It's a place for fans of the show to come together, talk about the movies they love, and broaden their perspectives and cinematic palettes together. It's completely free to join, and by being a member of the community, you get to take part in daily discussions, fun fan contests, and of course, the community watch-alongs. We just did one for Hereditary, as I mentioned before, and we're gonna watch the next movie we're covering on the show, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Find out how you can join us for that and more by clicking on the link in the show notes to join the free My Favorite Movie Is Discord community. I'll see you there. My Favorite Movie Is is a Larry Freed Presents production. It was created by and is currently produced and hosted by me, Larry Freed. Our sound recordist for this episode was Steven Reyes, and our editor for this episode was Fernando Queiroz. Our graphic designer is Monica Sarmiento, our motion graphics designer is Elton Greenfield, and our theme song, Now and Then, as well as all original music featured on this show, is composed and performed by Matt Gorduk. A special thank you to Sonari for being just an incredible guest and also being so generous with sharing her deeply personal story with us. And a special thanks to everybody who gave me feedback on this episode before it was released, including our patrons, Keith, Tony, Mo, Sean, and Taylor. You guys are literally helping to make this show possible. If you are interested in supporting My Favorite Movie Is and getting some exclusive benefits in the process, you can join us at patreon.com slash MFMI podcast. My name is Larry Freed, and this has been My Favorite Movie Is.